Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. It's your host, Good Luck Chuck. We back at it again <laughs> with another episode of Kingdom Cast. The schedule has officially been released for all 32 teams of the National Football League, but we're only going to talk about our own, which is our Kansas City Chiefs. Um, before we get into that, I'd like to introduce the panel here. Top right hand corner is my guy, Country. Bottom left hand of the screen is our guy, Boogie. And the bottom right hand of our screen is Kylie. So, yeah, we got the full game back for this one. Guys, we officially got our opponents. We know the weeks. We know our bye week and everything. So, let's go around the move. Let's go around the room. Like, how's everybody feeling about the schedule, man? How's everybody feeling about the layout and everything? It's tough. But we're going to get through it. We we, we didn't have the toughest schedule for the last five years or at least top five. So nobody ever said it would be easy. That's all so I can do. Boss, they go around the room. I mean, Kylie, what you got on it? Uh, kind of same what he said. Like, it's going to be tough. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a gauntlet. Like, that whole – whole AFC West is tough. We got to play all those teams twice. And then just you got Buffalo. You have – Cincinnati on the road. You've got uh, Tennessee. We have the Cardinals. I, it's going to be tough. I'm excited, though. I'm up for the challenge. I think the team's up for the challenge. Boogie. So, I think I think this uh, structure pretty cool. Just looking at it for right now, toughest part to me is going to be Tampa. Then going to play the Raiders, even though we're going to have eight days on that. And then Buffalo on the short week. I think that's probably the toughest stretch. But two of those games were at home, so I'm I'm cool with that. Look like the end of the season is going to get a little easier, too. Bengals, Broncos, then we got Texans, Seattle, Broncos, and Raiders. So we should be able to get hot at the end, beat up on those teams like the Texans and Seattle. And then depending on how good Broncos and Raiders is, we win one of those games. I think we'll be all right, so. I think I think schedule pretty cool, man. We got to look. We got 49ers, Titans, and Jacksonville to uh, end October to go into November. So that's a pretty cool stretch right there, too. We should win all three of those games. I think so. We got some cool stretches. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm just glad that we getting that Thursday night game out the way. I'm glad we we uh, introducing that. And then uh, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, whether we're going to be banged up or not, you know, heading to, like, future games. Because there's going to be some key matches there. Uh, we definitely got to get our lick back against Tampa Bay for Super Bowl 55. Um, I know we're going to have a healthy offensive line this time, barring injury. And then um, and then on top of that, I can't wait for week 13. We got to get our lick back against Cincinnati, too. Like, at some point, we got to end oh. the losing streak out there in Cincinnati, man. We got to. So hey, I'm mad that game is so late in the season though, Chuck. That was probably one of the only things I I don't like. We gotta wait all the way to the end of the season to play the Bengals. I kind of wanted them early. And Broncos yeah. too. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like kind of cold by then. But you know, it is what it is. So and look who just pulled up look who just pulled up to the show though. 
We have a special guest with 610 Sports. Character Harrison just pulled up in the building. Here we go. What's happening, brother? Hey, Charger dies. I'm laughing at country for him quoting Marvin Sapp talking about the Chiefs schedule. Like, nobody said it would be easy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, I, can't, I can't really get over that. that he quoted Marvin Sapp talking about the Chiefs schedule. I'm sure that all of y'all got the Chiefs going 17 and 0 here. So let me be the only person on here that actually is picking the Chiefs to lose. Kylie, you know you ain't picking the Chiefs to lose no game. This is, this is, what, this is what everybody does. I'm, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. Country probably had the Chiefs going like 12 and 5. Ask him any individual week if he has Kansas City losing, he never has them losing during the course of the season. <laughs> so you got them going undefeated. Like, what are we doing here? You're not going to pick them any individual week. So you got them going undefeated. Let's just go ahead and be honest. Kylie, you ain't never picking against them. They could be on well, the no. road. They could be on the road. They're playing the Bucks. No Mahomes. No Kelsey. You think the Fortson and Henny go figure it out. Come on now. I'm loyal. I'm loyal. Keep it honest here. Oh, here. Keep it honest on the pass. <laughs> hey, I want the realest ones on here, so. Nah, Boogie, the one that's gonna give it to a raw. That's that's he gonna be the one. Boogie, the only honest one on here. Charles didn't even like the Chiefs eighteen games ago. He didn't even like the Chiefs. I gotta let man, Charles what? pick the Chiefs Stop back it. up. Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Man. He picked the Chiefs back up. <laughs> How y'all do that, man? Y'all let one viral video let Charles back us in the group, man. Oh, wow. Sick, bro. Relax. Boogie, you man. especially. You sick. I can't believe you let him do that. <laughs> I can't believe y'all let him do that. That's the past, man. That's the past. I'm sure it's the past. Yeah, I'm sure. Boogie ain't got no recollection of it. <laughs> so so what, what games do you have circled? Uh, so I heard y'all talking about this. I think there's two difficult stretches in the schedule. I mean, I, I don't think their schedule's easy by any means. I think there's, I think there's three gimmies in here. You should be Jacksonville. You should be Seattle, and you should be Texans. the Texans. Those are the three gimmies I think on here. I think there's two difficult stretches: week three, week three through seven, and week twelve through sixteen. So that Colts, Bucks. Raiders, Bills, Niners stretch is not easy. Like, on the road against the Colts, they should be favored in that game, but it's also on the road, and who knows, with the Colts. Tampa, obviously. Raiders, it's at home, but that's a team in the division that's much better than they was last season. It's kind of weird that we don't talk about the Raiders as a team that made the playoffs last year. Like, the Raiders would have made the playoffs in the old system. Like, not just the new, oh, we expanded it to let the bucket – or to let uh, Pittsburgh in there. Like, they would have made the old system – Buffalo, I think they're the best team in the NFL heading into the season outside of Los Angeles and then uh, San Francisco. And then that next stretch where it's Rams, Bengals, or so Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos. I think those are the two difficult stretches. A lot of it, too, is like when you play teams, like week one to get Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins is tremendous mm-hmm. to me. Like, I, I'd be really surprised if Kansas City lost that game. Like, they don't have their number one playmaker you give Reed all this time to prepare, knowing what to do with Arizona. I'd be really surprised if they lost Week One to Arizona. Yeah, because um, they I know they acquired Marquise Brown and everything, but you know him and and DeAndre Hopkins that's a huge difference in talent right there. But you know him and Kyler do got that rapport from back in Oklahoma, but you know it is a different level of football in the NFL. So 
We'll see how that turns out. But I, mean, I think should be able to handle Arizona. Like looking at the NFL, like Marquise Brown is like the 40th best wide receiver in the league. If they can't figure out a way to stop Marquise Brown, like right. they're gonna have a very long season if they can't figure out a way to slow Marquise Brown that they've seen four times in his career. Yeah, exactly. they call him Hollywood, but it's mostly filmed in Vancouver, though. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, we laughing about this is like. He's one decent season away from getting like $16 million next year. Oh, for sure. Like one sure. decent season. Like, I think this year we saw what market two looks like. So, like, everybody says Christian Kirk changed the market. I think Christian Kirk just defined what it means to be a number two receiver. But we clearly see what number one receiver is. Like, Jamar Chase is going to get at least $25 million. Justin Jefferson is going to get at least $25 million. Debo Samuel is going to get $25 million. Like, if you want a number one, it's about $25 million. If you want a strong number two, it's between like 16 to $18 million. So Marquise Brown, I think, can make a lot of money this year. McCole Hartman can make a lot of money this year. Like, we've been talking about this a lot on the show this week. So let's say that McCole Hartman gets one more target, two more targets a game than last year. That puts him at like 110. You give him 110 targets, let's say he has 83 catches and all of that. You get to a thousand yards, you have six touchdowns this year. Like that's a dude to get paid this offseason. Like you coming off a thousand yard season with his speed, and you're 25 years old. Some team give you some money. It's probably not gonna be Kansas City that gives you that money, but Houston might give you four years, sixty-four million dollars a season. We see that happen every offseason. Yep. yep. That's true. And everybody, yeah. everybody everybody been focused on like, you know, who's gonna get majority of the targets as far as like the wide receiver goes. I mean, everybody knows that Travis Kelsey is going to be the target monster on this team, but um, everybody is um, just been discussing like who's going to get like what most of the workload in the receiving core. And I just said, I've said this all along, like it's going to be spread around pretty well. You know what I mean? But well, I do think like Sky Moore is going to have a big year this first year. Well, we, we, if you listen to Carrington's show, we heard it from the horse's mouth. We don't look at number ones. We don't look right. at numbers. At the end of the season, whoever got the most, that, that was the number one. It was basically <laughs> what Andy said on Canada's uh, show. What was that? He, he, four did, days ago. he so, did say that, but, I mean, th they were also prepared to give Tyreek Hill $25 million. So let's just go ahead and keep right. that part in mind. Like, yeah, they yeah. prepared to give Tyreek. Now, I, I actually, I'm really intrigued for the Chiefs for this reason. The league clearly has a completely different opinion on wide receiver than Kansas City does. Like, this year, it was about not just who your number one receiver is. It was who's your number two receiver. Like, most of the good teams in the league feel like they're two or three pass catchers deep. Where Kansas City didn't really invest those significant resources in wide receiver, and they're doing it more like wide receiver by committee. So I actually think the league has changed where, let's take New England, for example, like the prime example. I don't know if New England can get by in 2022 with Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola and just average receivers. Like, think of all the good teams in the league. That's just not how they operate. So I'm going to be really curious to see with Kansas City this year, like what option works. Like, the league told you we value first-round wide receiver. We saw more wide receivers get drafted around one than ever before. We saw four major trades regarding number one wide receivers. So, like, this year, 10 first-round picks were used on wide receivers. That's not how the Chiefs view wide receiver. Like, they, they just don't view it that way. So, I think this year we'll find out what option was right. How, how, how long do you think the, the surprise factor of 
They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. They're doing something. It's going to look different, right? We all agree there. How long do you think that lasts? Is that a week? Is that a couple weeks and then people adjust? I mean, I've never really given that as much thought. I mean, I just think if I'm a team this season, I got two objectives. We take off the top from Marquez Valdez scaling, and we do everything in our power to limit Travis Kelsey. Like, everything in our power. Like, you're not going to stop Travis Kelsey. The rules aren't really designed for you to stop him. But if you keep Travis Kelsey to four catches for 64 yards, who else do you think can really beat you on this? Like, consistently. Like, I'm going to consistently make Juju Smith-Schuster beat me. I'm going to consistently make Scott Moore beat me. That's how I would defend the Chiefs. Like, let's stop the deep ball for MBS. That's something you know they're going to try once or twice over the course of the game. Like, that's, that's how I would defend the Chiefs if I was opposing defense.
I'm excited. But I know uh, the Broncos got a little off-the-field situation going on today with Jerry Judy, so we'll see how that plays out. No, Jerry Judy ain't got no – So, Jerry, Boogie, you know this. The person you have a kid with can go from being your kid's mom to your baby mama in an instant. It can be in the same conversation. Y'all can be having a conversation, and she – it can be in the same paragraph. <laughs> she can be your kid's mom and your baby mama and just – she just make you mad. You don't really like. It's one of the things you can't really explain until you. Hey, man. I already know what happened with Jerry Judy. <laughs> just based on the story, she went in his phone and saw something she wasn't supposed to see, and they started arguing about it. Oh, That's man. you can already tell what happened in that situation. Country, you done been there before. Boogie, you done been there before. You already, I can already tell you what happened with Jerry Judy, and then Jerry Judy was probably like, "Well, call the cops, then." I don't give a fuck. And she was like, "All right, then I'm gonna call the cops." <laughs> That's 100% what happened. Yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. She had dialed 9-1 at that oh, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was like, I don't care, call him. And then she hit that last one and told the cop that story. You already, I could already tell you what happened with Jerry. You and not, and, and now he at home yeah. like, I, I can't believe you got a cop. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you doing it. Too, no, and, and, I'm sorry. Jerry Judy's kid's only a month old. So he probably still out here living, and she at home with this young baby. I, I can already can tell you what happened with Jerry Judy's situation. You can't get no Oh yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, you can already tell. That's the same thing that happened with uh with um Willie Gay last year. You can already when I saw that story, I already knew the situation. He probably he Mark, Willie Gay probably wanted to see his kid. She was like, he sleep. He probably went over there and tried to talk. They started arguing. He started breaking stuff. You can already know. Right. And this in Johnson County too. Yeah, yeah, they could yeah. <laughs> Hey, that poor yeah. vacuum cleaner. That vacuum cleaner ain't had nothing to do with that. Oh yeah, oh right. you know he was mad. That's that's when you that's when you really get mad. I'm tired of all this. You start breaking stuff for no reason. You just out here trying to be demonstrative for no reason. You you gotta serve no purpose. You got that, hey, that uh, Karen, like, Tim, we, do, we know uh, we know you you a tight tight wall. You you kind of close to the best when it comes to money. What game? One game. Why you, why, why you gotta set it up that way? <laughs> why, you gotta <laughs> set it up? why can't you just ask me a question? I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to spend money. It's not about the question. Okay, so what game would you pay for in a ten if you could only choose one? Because you're not gonna spend a lot of money. Which game would you go to? Country, I say this. I just, I just live a different kind of life than y'all. I haven't paid for a Chiefs game in like seven years. I'm not. I'm not paying. This is a. This is a. I send an email. This is. This is a different. I just live a different kind of life than y'all live. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not. even thinking about nothing like this. I, I. I can't imagine buying tickets to go to no Chiefs game. I can't even. You telling me that you? Can you play along? That's what I'm saying, dog. Just right, right. Just think one game you will go, you will want to go to this year. Hold on, are we talking in? Are we talking in Kansas City or period? Uh, it period. don't matter. It don't matter, bro. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's because I, I would pick Tampa Bay because there's always a chance you play Cincinnati again. There's a chance you play Buffalo again this year. They always play the. Uh, they always play um, the Raiders every year. I would pick. I pick Tampa Bay. Hey, this, speak, Tom, this Tom Brady's last year too. So, 
We got to yeah, right? you know, you know, you know, Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Come back. Come back. I can't. Well, hold on. They didn't say they were Drew Brees, though. They didn't say they were Drew Brees, though. They announced that he was getting a deal with NBC Sports, and he retired. So... I'm just saying. Actually, this is Tom Brady. It's this, all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no one knows. Was, never leaving. I was actually listening I, I to the Bill Simmons podcast. A couple of, uh, I, it was more than I listened to it. And they made a really good point. Can you imagine if you spent $37 million on Drew Brees as a commentator? Drew Brees did nothing last year that we remember. Think yeah. about how much football all five of us watched. Can you remember anything Drew Brees said, did, like, they gave Tom Brady $375 million, and none of us know if he's any good at it. Like, I have no clue if Tom Brady is good. I know he's Tom Brady, but I have absolutely no clue if Tom Brady can call games or not. Like, not but I do feel more confident in Tom Brady being good than I did Drew Brees. Just how Tom Brady's personality has been since he left the Patriots, he seemed like he's yeah. more likable than Drew Brees to me. I don't know if I trust these people. They told me Drew Brees was going to be good. These are the same people that hired Jason Witten, right? Y'all remember Jason Witten? Oh, Jason God. Witten should have been doing – he should have been doing Saturday morning Big Ten football with Peyton. Oh. That's what he should have been doing. He, On the left-hand throw, he's he by any means Y'all know that's what Jason Witten should have been doing. He started off on Monday Night Football. He was terrible. Yeah. I, I think Booker McFarlane was too, though. I mean – I actually thought Booker was going to be good on TV because Booker, whenever he's in the studio and stuff, he's actually not that bad. Now, maybe it's like Kendrick Perkins. Like Kendrick Perkins, I think it's good at how they use him. I would never want to hear Kendrick Perkins on a game, though. Like, not. Uh, he doesn't have a <laughs> command of the English language. Is, is, does a straight man have to be it, – is it the straight man or does – is it – are we just depending on him to – I saw your face, Kyle. You're like – <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh, no worry. <laughs> didn't know where this was going. I don't know where he's getting at. <laughs> Hold on now. Y'all, uh, no, I'm talking about his setup, man. His setup, man, pretty good. Uh, I, I, mean, I, 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 think, I think Kevin Burkhart's pretty good. Um, I actually think Fox. I actually think Fox's crew is going to be pretty good this year with um, Burkhart and Olsen. I think Olsen's good. Um, I. No one's really explained this to me. I. I mean, these are billion-dollar entities, so who am I to question what they're doing? But none of us watch NFL games based on who's calling them. So the fact that they spend so much money on who's calling the games just doesn't doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me why they spend so much money on who calls these games, given that they don't they don't move the needle or anything. Right. Like, you I, I think Tony Romo moves the needle. Yeah, Romo moved the needle quite a bit when he first. Romo is not. Yeah. Romo is calling Chiefs. Games at three twenty-five. Y'all would be watching these games if country was calling them in his car. <laughs> Y'all would be like, "No, these people do not move the needle." Like you are not watching. It's not like all right. So let's say let's say the Chiefs playing at noon, right? And mm -hmm. then y'all got a three twenty-five game. It's Buffalo and Cincinnati. Y'all are not watching that game because Tony Romo is calling it. You're watching it because Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are playing these games. I just don't really understand the business model, but who am I to question it? All of these companies are doing it, but it's $375 million for somebody who don't like. I understand paying that to Stephen A. Smith. Like, I am inclined to watch ESPN because you have Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless. Or, you know what I mean? There's people you definitely like, all right, I want to see what this person has to say. 
that's not how we feel about broadcasters. So I'm just I'm really surprised that they invest this amount of money into it. So you're not watching Jacksonville versus Detroit because Tony Romo's on the call? No. I mean, first of all, <laughs> first of all, Romo has Romo will never go to Jacksonville. That's no never. never go to Jacksonville. <laughs> they, they, they will never be good enough to ever host. They gotta host the 325 game. No, that will never happen. He will never go to Jacksonville. That's number one. That's number one. He will never host Jacksonville. It's so That's true, though. I'm going to watch any game regardless. Yeah, and then I turn the game on, and then I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> this, this is who it is. I got to listen to them for three I like hours. I think, Romo's, I think Romo's really good. Um, what's, what's the dude, Spiro? I don't uh, like Spiro him. Is, he's good. I like him. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah, um, I don't, the broadcasters don't really bother me. Like, everybody gets so crazy when Gus Johnson's calling games. I'm like, he's cool. I was thinking of Jeff Gus. So you don't really, have one broadcaster that bothers you don't have to say who it is, but you don't have like one out there that you're like, uh nah, I do. Not, <laughs> not really. Okay. I don't really have no nah, honestly, no, nah, not really. I mean, not at the NFL level. Like if you reach this level, you're pretty good. Now, I'll watch like college football or college basketball games and I'll be like, yo, this dude is like not very good. But I mean, <laughs> if you call it an NFL game, like you're one of the top. 25 broadcasters in the world. Like, you're really good. So, I don't. I, I got I mean, one. I, I got a name. Go ahead. Dan Fouts. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like, like, Phil Sims, for example. I didn't love Phil Sims. It's not like I love Phil Sims, but, like, he doesn't take away from my enjoyment of watching the game. Most of the time, I'm not even watching it. Most of the time, Charles has been over. Like, it's three people over, and we talking during the game anyway. Like, I'm not really paying attention to what they're saying. Unless it's a really big game anyway. So, I no, I don't. Whoever's calling the game just says no. Maybe for, like, college basketball because you want to hear Billis or you want to hear, like, Bill Walton. But I'm watching – I mean, that first game, Bills and Rams, I, they don't even have that commentators. I, I just want to watch the game. Yeah. We do need Kevin Harlan games. I don't think we got no <sighs> Kevin Harlan last year, which is a disgrace. Like, that Chief's should never – Chiefs got too good to get Kevin Harlan down. I think they ban. I think they ban him just because, like, he's like a local guy. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't want too much bias with Kevin Harlan calling. Yeah, he called two reason. games at the same time, bro. He's a he's the greatest. I don't think I know that. I think I know Trent, didn't Trent Green call Chiefs game? Yeah, him and Trent Green work together. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. it. I think it's this. I think it's all right. So the Chiefs have five games that are on national TV this year, right? And they'll probably get one flex. So that's six. Yeah. You got eleven more. Let's say they play five on CBS, right? You got Romo and Nance calling all five of them games. Like, Nance and Romo are calling every significant Chiefs game for the foreseeable future. And then Fox obviously gets their game. So, if the Chiefs are playing on Fox, you're probably going to put them at 325 and they playing on those games. So, I mean, I mean, I would guess this year, Tom, I haven't seen the Toms. They're probably not playing at noon a whole lot. Like, why are the Chiefs right. playing at noon? They're one of the five most popular teams in the league. So, I, I think it's more that than anything that if the Chiefs are at the point, kind of like where the Patriots were with Brady, they're always getting the number one crew. So if they're not on national TV, they're always getting CBS's number one crew or they're getting Fox's number one crew. Yeah, they only have five noon games this year. Yeah, Is that I mean, a problem for you? Yeah. I love when they play at noon. Cause then, uh, I mean, I actually like when they play at 325, honestly. Cause then I, I like 325. I like when they play at 325 because then I can just watch Red Zone and then by the time the Chiefs start, like, that's the only game I got to watch. But, I mean, 
them only having five noon games says there's 12 games that they're not playing at noon. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I, that's fine. <laughs> Man, yeah. I need a noon game like every single time because otherwise I'm stressing all day. Same. Plus, I, I drink through the games and that gives me time to like maybe sober <laughs> up and then go to sleep. So that I can get to work on Monday. So the noon games are where it's at for me. Hey, you know, you know, y'all, y'all two are funny. Y'all two over there are funny as heck, man. <laughs> we like to stressing. Man, we you, like you know who hates you know who hates seven twenty-five games the worst? That's the only team I get stressed about. I don't get stressed about watching anybody else. Who? Who'd you say? I say you well, know yeah. who hates the seven twenty-five games the worst. The employees that work at Arrowhead, because y'all already come in there drunk. And they're not going to make no money off the – well, they still make money off the bar. But when you already come in and you've been drinking since the morning. sunrise, like you're not a good customer <laughs> at all. <laughs> Shout out to the people that work concession stadiums. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I get it. Um, you know, I, I just – I like watching football too much as a whole. Like, that's why I, I haven't been to a Chiefs. The last Chiefs game I went to was the Houston comeback in the playoffs. I just went for work. Like, I like being able to, all right, the Chiefs play at 325. There's nine games at noon. I can watch and keep my eye on all of the games. The Chiefs are the 325 game. They normally don't have, like, three really good games at 325. It's like the Chiefs. And it is one other good game, and then they put like Jacksonville and the Lions over at three twenty-five. Like I don't, okay, whatever. I'm not watching that game anyway. So like I, I, I just like watching the NFL as a whole. So I get it. If you're a diehard Chiefs fan, you want to be out there, but it's just it's such a time commitment to go to the NFL. And I feel like when you make a decision to go to an NFL game, you pretty much said no to all the other games that week in the NFL. And I, I'd rather just say yes to all the games in the Chiefs. No. Not when it's 12 o'clock games. That's why I like 12 o'clock games. <laughs> yeah, you can get it up. Sunday night game, man. No, that's fair. 3 o'clock, you, you coming right in first, second quarter. Sunday. No, night that makes sense. Play. No, that makes sense. No, I get what you mean when they play at noon. Because they had like 325, if you tailgate, and then like, yeah, you're, you're only watching. I mean, I guess you can have a TV on when you're there, but you're drinking, you're eating, you're talking to people. Like, you're not sitting down and really watching the rest of the league during that time. So, yeah. so have you removed your fanhood? From the Chiefs, are you work or is it more like work yeah, than being I mean, a happened, fan these days? That happened a long time ago. Um, I mean, I, I just done this long enough, and then you know you start to see them more as like equals. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna make it seem like me and Mitchell Schwartz are like buddy buddy, like we boys or not. But like, I would consider me and Mitchell Schwartz to be friends. We talk to each other. So like, once you kind of start getting those relationships, like they become. I don't know, co-workers is the right way, but, like, you start to see them more as, like, equals. And, like, you just, like, in it every day, you know? So, I guess it kind of would be, like, let's say you work at Chipotle. Chipotle is good when you eat it once or twice a week. It ain't good if you eat it every single day. You don't have the same love for Chipotle that somebody else might have if you don't eat it all the time. So, I just think that's it. Like, I'm just around the Chiefs and talk about the Chiefs so much. Like, that's kind of why with Mizzou, I'm far enough away from Mizzou that it, it really is like a fan. Like, I, I followed him the way that y'all follow the Chiefs. Like, I, I watch him on TV. I try to read about him. So, like, that's that's the team that I'm, I'm far enough from that. Like, I don't I don't really look at it like work. Like, we don't have a lot of Mizzou coaches or players and stuff on the show. So, I don't – so, yeah, I, I, that's the only team I would consider myself to be a fan of. Hey, y'all going too far in the comments. Come on, man. I said, that's random. That's a Jags fan. That's random. I've actually been to Jacksonville before. 
It would be like if they gave KCK a football. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I, I, think, I, think, I think the more you peek behind the curtain and see the inner workings, I think the less of a fan you become. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you start like, looking at the business side because like the business thing. side is not pretty. It's, yeah, but that's, that's anything. You know, like when you first start off and you want to do this, you're like, oh, man, they talk about sports on the radio. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and things that happen that, like, you realize it's a business, you know? Like musicians, you just like, man, I just want to rap. I just want to make music. And then you start realizing there's other stuff that goes on. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, think, yeah. That, I think that's anything. So, like, I, I think how y'all do it is the best way. Like, you know what's going on. You're intelligent about it. You can speak about it, but you're still a fan. Like you still have the highs and lows. Like I, I'm not gonna say I don't care if the Chiefs win or lose. It doesn't affect my day if they win or lose. Like I'm not like Boogie. Boogie is somebody. If they lose 27-24 in a last second field goal, Boogie's rest of his weekend is messed up. I it is. It is. Me too, but me too. Don't worry. I just it's just like, all right, whatever, they lost. You know what I mean? Like, But, like, Chuck's been around me. Mizzou, when they lose, I feel the same way y'all feel. Like, bro, like, how could they, how could they do this? I'll tell y'all this one quick story. Charles, you might remember this game. Remember when Missouri played Florida? It was actually – it was in January. It was, like, wild card weekend. Right. And it was, like, Missouri was up one, like, 10 seconds to go. Florida got a steal – they got a layup at the buzzer and won my – I mean, I, I'll never forget Yeah, I remember that. I, remember I just that. went to take a shower and then just took a nap and then woke up four hours later. Like, I was just <laughs> – I was so done with the rest of the day. I was so mad. They I remember that man in black, man. Bro, <laughs> I, was I went to go take a shower. I just, I just went to sleep. And I remember I woke up and it was like the middle of uh, it was the middle of one of the wild card games and I just was like, bro, I was like, how in the world did they lose this game? That happens so much with Missouri now. But yeah, yeah so I, it does. I know how y'all feel. I just don't feel that way about the Chiefs, but I know exactly how y'all feel. It ain't no different. Yeah, you should have seen you should have seen Kylie after the Bengals. <laughs> she did not want to do that show. She did not want to, to be here. Or yeah. or nothing. Yeah, I was definitely bad. So this is funny. I actually want to ask y'all this question. We'll go around here, Charles. We'll start with you. I have a theory that Buffalo got more credit for losing to the Chiefs than Cincinnati got for actually beating the Chiefs. That's actually true. That's it, actually doesn't true. Make, it doesn't make. People like country. I'm gonna throw you into the bus, country. It's like y'all just think that the Bengals just got randomly lucky and beat the Chiefs. All right, it would be cool to think that if it didn't happen the first time, they beat them twice. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Country would never let another fan base say this. The Bengals won on the road. The Bengals won at home, and they went to the Super Bowl. He would never let another team say, "Oh, y'all got lucky." Country would argue with that fan base every day. That's what Chiefs fans do to the Bengals every day on Twitter. Oh, y'all just got lucky. They didn't get lucky twice. Maybe they got lucky one time. The Bengals beat the Chiefs last year. It was not all. They beat you twice. I agree. Chiefs fans do not give them enough credit, the Bengals. I'll say this about the the Bengals, man. I'll say this, man. That, That Titans game, man, they played when they beat the Titans. I still feel a way about that game because, like, I still don't get how if you Tennessee, you sack Joe Burrow nine times and you still lose the game, bro. 
like, how do you do that? <laughs> All you gotta do is run the ball. All you gotta do is run the ball. You was running the ball good, and you gonna let Tannehill win the game for you? I actually think Tennessee would have been better off had Derrick Henry not come back that game, but that's just my theory. Tennessee not a playoff team this year. Oh, we're not Which doing bold predictions yet, Boogie. Calm down. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I like that prediction. Oh, you got one in the division, Indy? Uh, yeah. yeah, just by default, yeah. But Jacksonville's going to surprise some people. I love when we do that, just by default. Well, somebody got to win the division. <laughs> <Somebody got it. laughs> but Jacksonville's going to surprise some folks this year, though. They will. You'll be surprised by the is a big like, – Like, five games? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I say like being second in the division. I think they could be second in the AFC South. Okay, I really do. Who's in the AFC South though? They Houston, Texas. Houston. 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 I, I actually think Houston's Houston gonna be better than people give him credit for. I uh, think really? I mean, I, I think Houston's gonna be what he's describing Jacksonville to be like. Cause, cause long neck. Long neck Davis Mills is going. I just, think, I just think last year it was so toxic around Houston that they just had they didn't like their coach, they didn't like their quarterback being around. Like it was so much. Like Houston, Houston actually won two of their last four games, and Houston wasn't nearly as bad as we thought they was going to be. We was laughing like Houston was going to be the undeniable worst team in the league. They was not the undeniable worst team. Now I'm not saying they was equal to this team, but you remember Brian Flores' his first year where he was like, "Yo, you knew the Dolphins was trying to be trash." Then he looked up and he was like, uh, Miami's not that bad. I mean, they ain't good, but they like 5 and 11, 6 and 10, kind of good. I kind of think that's how Houston's going to be this year. Like, I can see Houston, like, I can see Houston having like, the ninth pick. I can see them being like bad like that. Carrington, wait, hold on. You should have never brought up Miami because we before you get out of here, we got to get your thoughts on the video. The Tyreek Hill tour video. Um, actually, so th- this is the comparison I made on the radio. People get married for a lot of different reasons. Like, we all know somebody who got somebody pregnant, and that's the main reason they got married, right? Like, I want to be married to the mother of my child. Maybe you know somebody who got married that they love their partner. Like, they met them, and they just, I can't see me being without you. We know some people who got married for the money. They make the marriages that last, bro. They ain't the marriages that last. And it's... <laughs> Tyreek Hill is on the Miami Dolphins for one reason. They paid him the most amount of money, which sounds really good in May, but sounds really good in June. That don't sound really good week seven when it's third and eight and two are just too hot to two you on an out route, bro. I, it just, it don't sound good, man. Like you can just see, you can see at some point this season, there's going to be that like facial expression you see from Tyreek, like, in my entire career, I've been able to do this. And now I just I'm not in a situation where I can do this anymore. You know what I mean? So so Tyree gonna be the new Tyron Matthew. He's got the new YMCA. I wish Tyreek the best, but he's gonna have to work in Miami. It's not going to be as easy as it was here. He's going to have to work double what he did here because that guy's not that good. Yeah, so we actually – so I made a list on the show of my, like, who knows quarterbacks in the AFC. So, like, Tua, Matt Jones, Trevor Davis. You know what I mean? Like, I think all of them could go in any direction. Like, 
Trevor Lawrence is in a much better situation this year than like maybe Trevor Lawrence is good this year. You know, like none of us know. He could have, you know, 3,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, nine picks. Like, that's a, that's a good year for Trevor Lawrence. Certainly better than it was last year. If I just had to bet, I just – I think two is just really limited. He's not incredibly mobile. He doesn't really have a big arm. I just think two is just black. I think he's incredibly average. I, yeah, I, man, see, like, Teddy, I see Teddy Bridgewater playing by week eight, week nine. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because, like, here's the thing. I was surprised at Jeff Allen because Jeff Allen said Tua could be a top 12 quarterback, and I'm like, whoa. Down from know. the bottom? Yeah, from 30. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he, never, he said that. Did he, mean, did, he mean, did he mean in the league or, like, just in the AFC? Like, I actually don't think in the AFC that's that crazy of a take. If you're saying he's the top 12 quarterback in the AFC, I mean, there's only 16 teams, so maybe he's 11. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I think he said the league though. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Hey, he did kind of leave it up for. He yeah, did kind of leave it up for interpretation. I mean, he mean in Miami. I mean, I'm sure he got some good. Kids. I mean, they have some great high school players down in Miami. They got some great. High <laughs> he got everything he need in Miami. I still don't think it'll be enough. He got two good receivers, running game. He should be good. Yeah, no, I, I wish he wanted them edibles too, Jeff. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, you say that though. Every team in the AFC is like that. Like every team in the AFC has got weapons around their quarterback. Like now he's got some great weapons. Like you got Jalen. I love Jalen Waddle. I actually like Waddle more than like Devontae Smith coming out of uh, college. And then you got Tyree Kill. Like we can go up and down the AFC. Like what team doesn't have weapons? Like maybe you could say Indianapolis, but or Houston, but. For the most part, everybody gave their quarterback a chance this year that I don't know if that's just enough this year. Like I, I, I don't know if that's enough, especially if your quarterback is as average as he is. Like, what's what's his ceiling? Like, if you're Miami, what do you think Tua can turn into? Like, what is he going to be I, – I, I actually think that their high end is probably – you remember Marcus Mariota's second year in the league when he was still healthy? I thought Marcus uh-huh. Mariota was, like, trending in the right direction now. I think his body eventually gave out, but – I think that's to a ceiling at that point, but in the AFC, is that good enough? I mean, there's. Yeah, I was about to. Say, no, I, I was about to say. I was about to say. I was about to say. Um, his ceiling might be Jimmy G. Like, if he has a Jimmy G. season, <clears throat> Miami should be like a playoff contender, or at least contending to get in the playoffs. I just have a that is, is. Let's say you're right, and he's Jimmy G. That makes him the eighth best quarterback in the AFC. Yeah. Josh Allen is better than him. Mahomes is better than him. Every quarterback in the AFC West is better than him. Like at, <laughs> at, at his best, at his best, two was the eighth best quarterback in the AFC. At his best, I'm saying like that. Not Damian Hewitt. <laughs> Damon Hewitt. Not Damon Hewitt, dog. <laughs> that's, your, that's your best case scenario with <laughs> Damon Hewitt. Brody Croyle vibes. Um, <laughs> nah, that, I, I, I would have fired my PR person for that video, though. They, they, That was a terrible video. A rocket. Oh, man. Yeah, the heard rocket it wasn't fail. right. They just didn't have to say rocket. They could have very easily said They have to say rocket. Rocket's nuts. <laughs> A rocket. <laughs> so, like so reminds me of last year. Remember when they showed uh, Lamar throwing that pass to Lamar uh, to uh, don't. <laughs> that one. That one was hilarious. 
Don't bring up Lamar, man, with Chuck <laughs> City right there. Don't do this. I love Don't it. do this. I love it. Hey, hey, listen, the Ravens would be in the playoffs if Lamar don't get hurt. That's, that's I agree. I'm with Charles. I think I think people have forgot how good Baltimore is. I think people completely forgot how good Baltimore is. Baltimore didn't have – at the last six weeks of the season, Baltimore didn't have a starting quarterback, they top three running backs, they number two, number three receiver, they number one and number two corners last year. Like, Baltimore was playing with the mash unit down the stretch. I think people have completely forgot about Baltimore. They they did it win their Super Bowl with two though. Yeah, listen, they had me and Boogie out there playing cornerback, dog. Yeah. That's how bad it was. It was real bad. <laughs> they gonna be well, well, they defense gonna be good this year. I'm still don't know. Oh yeah, they had a hell of a drive. Yeah, they're going back to uh, just running the office through running backs and tight ends, bro. Isn't it kind of crazy that we haven't seen Earl Thomas since he got stiff-armed by Derrick Henry? Like, in, in no capacity. I'm serious. He just – hold on, he just got in some trouble last week. Too. Yeah, he got arrested again. But, I mean, like, <laughs> we, have never, we have never seen Earl Thomas. They played in that playoff game. He got stiff-armed, and he is just – he just turned into a – Twitter person. That's all he's turned into. I go back to when he broke his leg. That was the last of Earl Thomas. I don't know who that other guy is. I don't know who that is. Him and his brother was kicking it, man. That was his brother. He was about to be a chief, dog. He was about to be a chief up until that injury, fam. A broken bone away. Yeah. He was about to be with the Chiefs. Hey, let me ask y'all this. I'm going to stay on here until 830. Let me ask y'all this. Okay. Let's say that the Chiefs don't get Melvin Ingram. What happens? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm concerned. Know. I'm not going to lie. I'll be honest with you. Um, I have concerns about our line, our defensive line. I have concerns from the edge position, especially if we don't get Ingram. Even if we get Ingram, I still have concerns at depth. That's my I, honest opinion. Even I would be a little concerned. That, that's it's kind of bad. Because then, who's left? Clowney? Clowney's the only yeah. name I think's left. That's it. Yeah. Uh, maybe Akeem <laughs> Nix, maybe Dominican Sue, but do you want – they all old, so but – let me, But let me ask you this. Do you honestly think that they would put that offer to Melvin Ingram and not have – like? I mean, they know that there's concerns with depth there, so I just feel like there's – I'm hopeful that there's a plan that they know for sure Ingram's coming back. I just don't know what the name – like, I, I hear you. I think they certainly have a plan B, but, I mean, there, there's probably four defensive linemen that we've heard of that are left. Ingram, Clowney, Hakeem Hicks, and Hamakin Sue. Now, two of them play on the inside with with Hakeem, Nicks, Hakeem Hicks and Hamakin Sue. You already got a tender out to Melvin Ingram. And I think Ingram's going to resign. But just for the point of having a conversation here, and then Clowney – I don't think they're going to pay for Clowney. Clowney's probably a one-year, $12 million deal. They haven't shown that they're willing to spend that money on D-line, at least not this offseason. I don't think they're going to go get Clowney. So I'm actually – I mean, I don't I don't want to get to that point, but I'm actually curious to see what happens with Melvin Ingram because I think he's a need for this team. Um, yeah. I, I've actually kind of started talking about this. Um, I think they're going to trade Chris Jones next season. 
Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, man. Don't it's a possibility. Don't do it. I think, I think I they're think trading Christian Jones. I think they're trading Christian Jones. I think it makes yeah, all the sense. This is why. Boogie, follow my logic here. He'll be 29. They'll save $20 million to get him off of the team. So he's right in that range where another team would pay him. And you can just start over on the defensive line. The same way that they started over on O-line next season. You got Ingram off the books, Chris Jones off the books, and Frank Clark in the books. They're about to roll over a lot of cap space next season, and the cap's going to explode. They can be serious players next year in free agency if they get Chris Jones' names off the books. So I, I'm throwing it out there because you got to think next offseason, you got to make a serious conversation about paying Chris Jones because Chris Jones is going into his final year of his contract, Sneed and Fenton. I don't know if you letting all three of those dudes maybe walk in free agency and you're probably not going to pay all of them. So I think you're in a situation where I, I, I know it's early. I know we got 20 games until we maybe get to that point. But if you look at the way his contract is structured, I think they are seriously going to consider trading Chris Jones at the end of the season. And I think it makes all the sense. I'll see yeah, you no now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no issues with Chris Jones, man. He might not like me. I don't know if he likes me that much, but he actually followed me on Twitter, so he might. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but I'm just – just look like next year – one thing I think we all got to do as NFL fans, and I learned this year, you got to look at dudes who have one year left on their contract, and let's say it's ten prominent players, three or four of them getting traded next year. Like, we don't know who it is yet because I ain't really, like, looked through everybody's deal. But think about this offseason. It was time to pay A.J. Brown. It was time to pay Tyreek Hill. It was time to pay certain dudes, and it's time to move on. If you Chris Jones and you 29 and you going into the final year of your deal, it's kind of time to start having that conversation. And if the team isn't willing to give you the extension, then it's time to let another team give you that extension. That's what happened to Tyreek Hill. Hey, Carrington, you know what? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either, bro, because, look, Chris Jones, especially Chris Jones, don't get a postseason sack again, dog. Like, you just deep in your, t- in your career, and you still haven't got a sack in the playoffs, fam. Like, I understand the pressures and all that, but, dude, you call yourself sack nation, not pressure nation. That was a good one, actually. <laughs> I'm all for keeping Chris Jones, man. Sometimes hey, his cap it is. Pay his, certain players, man. His cap it is 29 next year. Yeah. So, so Boogie, I'm looking at it right here. I don't know if y'all can still see me or not, but I got to pull it up here. Next year, Chris Jones' cap it is 27 million dollars. His dead cap space is seven million. They could save twenty million dollars next year by cutting Christian. So either one or two things are going to happen. Chris Jones is taking a restructure, or you're trading. There's no other option. He, he's he's not playing next year on a twenty six million dollar cap. There's there's no way they can do that. No way. So yeah. it, it it's already one of the two options. So I'm trying to get out in front and already start talking about it. But yeah, man. Chris Jones next year trading him for the twenty first overall pick. I can see it. Coming. No, 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 no more. Sindak, we don't need man. more than that, dog. No more Sindak, man. Come on, man. We gotta keep Chris Jones. I don't want to hear that. We didn't lost too much. I, I didn't been hurt too much these last couple of years, man. From Peter. I mean, that's. I mean, that's gonna happen. 
No. I mean, that's that's but that that's the business though. Like in the that's NFL, F, you got to think every four years your team is going to start over, right? Every four years, that's just that's just the nature of the business. Like you sign these rookies to these four year deals, and then you got to make a decision on if you want to keep them. Like that's why I say with Snead and Fenton. I don't know if they're going to make the decision to pay both of them. I think they make the decision to pay one of them, and then they let Fenton, kind of like what happened with Ward. Hey, we, we, we get the most out of Ward's rookie contract, and that's a great contract. Four years, $2 million for Charverius Ward. It's one of the best deals in the league. And then you let them move on, and the other team pays them $17 million, and then you do what you did. You go get McDuffie. You go get Joshua Williams. You go get the other kid that got a late-round pick, and you see if you can make another Charverius Ward. So – I'm guessing at, at defensive tackle next year, they just probably guess, all right, he's he's 29 years old. This is probably the highest his value is going to be moving forward. We already know that he's not a player that they resign. So whenever, so like let's say Boogie, to your point, they let him play out his contract. He's in 30 when it's time to renegotiate. Uh oh. Oh dang. His internet didn't even like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all nah, right, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> nah, really, he, he do got a point, though. He do got a point. It's something to think about. I wouldn't want to trade Chris Jones or or nothing like that, but it's a valid. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know why. I, 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 I mean, I'm even sitting here at work. I don't know why. I don't know why the internet went out. But, yeah, no, I'm just – all I'm saying is Boogie – Last year, <laughs> last year, I just, <laughs> that is funny. last year, last year, if I had told y'all, y'all, this is the last year that Tyree Hill's gonna play for the Chiefs. Everybody on here would have said, "You crazy, you crazy, you crazy." You wouldn't have been crazy if you had said that. But you would it would be crazy. I think Tyree. I think that was more of us not wanting to. That kind of it wouldn't. I wasn't blindsided as much. Knowing who his agent was and, and how shit was, it, I think the thing that blindsided me was them saying they was close to signing the new deal. Then it happened so fast. But going into the offseason, I think we all thought it was a chance, Tyreek, something could happen. No, you're right. And that's why Country and I was just talking about this on Twitter a couple of days ago. I'm going to be really curious because Kansas City and San Francisco had a very similar situation, right? They had a wide receiver who was unhappy and didn't want to be there anymore. Kansas City said, all right, we're going to trade you in a week. It ain't like I think the Chiefs was thinking about that for another three, four months. I think the Chiefs made a determination on a Thursday, and in the following Wednesday, he was on the Miami Dolphins. Like, I think we all knew the moment that we started seeing those tweets from Schefter and Rappaport, it was over at that point. He was not coming back. There was no – like, the moment that information hits the public – it's, he's getting traded at that point. So I, I think you just got to think, man, like these situations, who's who's entering the final year of their contract and what's their cap situation looking like? And is that a player that the Chiefs want to sign long-term? And just based on the Chiefs' history, Veach does not sign players over the age of 28, man. Like they just don't sign those kind of dudes. He's only signed one in these five years, and that's been Travis Kelsey. That's a, just a different – I mean, Travis Kelsey was the best player in his position when they restructured that deal. That's a completely different situation. But I, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I could just see Chris Jones being traded for a first and a fifth next year. It just makes a lot of sense to me. And Kelsey has done way more in the postseason than what Chris Jones has done, bro. <laughs> Stop talking about I'm the postseason. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. Go keep talking about the postseason, bro. It's about to be an all pro season in the playoffs, fam. It's more about money than the postseason. I guarantee. Bro, I don't care. Money I don't age. care, fam. It's I don't care, old. dog. You ain't you ain't you ain't lived up to that contract in the postseason, bro. I don't need just regular season players on this franchise, dog. I'm just saying. Yeah. Can we say this I love last the guy thing? Chris Jones. I, love I was Chris gonna Jones. say something, but I ain't gonna go there. Go ahead. Right, I'm gonna say this last thing about Chris Jones. I just think that we put a lot of stock into that one season with Chris Jones when he was just a beast. Go back and look. Go back and look. Just blind boogie. Blindly look at Chris Jones' number. Remove your feelings and just look at him. There's one year that sticks out. That's not who he is, right? Like Mahomes is at this point. We can look at Mahomes' career and be like, oh, this is who Mahomes is. Every year he going he gonna throw for four thousand yards. He's gonna throw for thirty five touchdowns or more. He's gonna be one of the three best players in position in the NFL. There was one year in which Chris Jones looked like a legit pass rusher. Outside of that, it's been seven sacks, eight sacks. So I just think that we kind of put this label on him like he's well, he's the second best defensive lineman in the NFL. Y'all think that? I mean, we, we all watch the NFL. We think he's the second best player in this position beside Aaron Donald. I don't uh, feel that when I watch on Sundays. I don't feel that either. Like I don't feel that either. But he's like, he's like, like, just because he haven't had 10 sacks, Chris Jones haven't been a great player. We're not going to do that. I think he's a – Bro, this, this is the thing. This is the thing. Boogie, let me ask you this. Is he a difference maker? Like, on defense, we agree. There's some dudes that whenever we're talking about the team, we can go through their schedule. you like, oh. Kansas City has to worry about X. Like, they got to worry. They got a game plan for him. Do we think in Denver on their kingdom cast that they like, oh, man, we got Chris Jones this week. He's a dude we got to really look out for because he can bust the game open. I don't know if they talk about Chris Jones like that. I do. I, I, don't, I don't think I he does it. Do. I don't think he does it consistently to be feared, but he is capable of it. He is That's capable of disrupting the line. And yes, that's, that is a problem. He's not consistent enough. He's capable of disrupting a game. He's capable of getting his hands up in the air. Chris Jones helped win that Super Bowl now. Come on, let's not. I mean, yes, he was a good tribute. He was a good tribute, but, dog, I'm tired of hearing the word capable, bro. Like, at this point, you've been in the league long enough, fam. I need to start seeing better results, especially come playoff time, fam. Like, regular season, I'm looking at these numbers. Yeah, I'll take a, a nine-sack season from a defense tackle. I'll take a seven-sack season from a defense tackle. Cool. I mean, but in the playoffs, dude, if you're not making an impact, dog, as far as, like, finishing plays or, like, just applying pressure consistently on the quarterback, bro, like, I can't keep paying you that much money, dog. I just can't. I can't do it. And D-Man Chiefman, and D-Man Chiefman, look, and look, hold on, Boogie. And D-Man Chiefman, he can put his, he should be worried about putting his hands on them offensive line. He go, he needs to go up against in the playoffs. <laughs> Why are we talking about putting hands on here? <laughs> I'm right, just saying. I actually, all right, I actually got, all right, I actually got two more things before I get out of here. All right, <laughs> all right number number one, he's gonna be quick. Number one, Boogie, tomorrow, let's say Cincinnati calls you and said they'll trade you Trey Henderson straight up for Chris Jones. You doing it? Um, I may consider that because of the positional difference. No, yes or no? Yes or no? Are you doing it? So tomorrow they call you and they say straight up Trey Henderson for Chris Jones. Because so, we're not talking about – like Henderson's not one of like the top five pass runs in the league. We're talking about a really good pass rusher. Are you trading him straight up for Chris Jones? No, I wouldn't. 
I can't I'll take, take that trade fast enough. <laughs> Trey, Trey Henderson. I'll take him <laughs> right now in a heartbeat. I'll keep Chris Jones just because I think uh, playing in the inside is more difficult to replace that than a pass rusher on the outside. Okay. All right. Uh, the only other thing I got, I just want to tell y'all that the dude who has the worst verse on one train got Rihanna pregnant, dog. Like, you can do anything in life you put your mind to, man. You really can. <laughs> you can do anything you put, like, go back and listen to one train. And the dude who's got the worst verse, his baby mama's Rihanna. Hey. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something, man. I'm telling you, if you put your mind to it and stick to it, man, you can accomplish great things. I've always thought this. The moment I heard T-Pain Rob mansion with wisconsin i knew at that point i could do anything i set my mind to but when i heard when i, saw, got that, it. When I saw that man i'm telling you man so i, I just want to encourage y'all to keep pushing man to keep pushing <laughs> just remember the, ins- <laughs> the inspiration we all needed hey before we go character character i'm with you on that trade though dog man Trey oh, Henderson. Boy. He's had double-digit sacks in the last two seasons, dog. He's creating the pressures, bro. He's he's finishing plays, dog. I mean, that's what we need more on this defensive line than anything, bro. So <laughs> I, I I would consider that. And you could definitely find another Chris Jones in the draft, bro. Maybe I'm, I'm over. You can. I'm over talking about that. Really I'm, I'm more focused on the dude that made pesos Rihanna's baby but, daddy. That's what I'm more I'll, focused on. At this I was point. about to get that part. <laughs> I was about to get to that, bro. I was about to get to that next. But, yeah, I'm too, bro. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now, country. I think you got to put ASAP Rocky top five all time. Think about oh this. Just country, 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 let me ask country. Country, let me ask you Would you rather make on. Illmatic or get Rihanna pregnant? Which one would you rather do? Would you rather make Illmatic? Would you rather make Dolly style or get Rihanna pregnant? Which one would you rather do? You would rather have Rihanna's ba- I know. You would rather have Rihanna's baby than that. ASAP is a better rapper than Snoop. He's a better rapper than Nas. It's confirmed. <laughs> you just gotta start lying. You just gotta start lying to folks. I'm not huh? lying. I'm, okay, you gotta start we, lying. To we folks, all huh? rap fans here. Boogie, would you rather make Illmatic or get Rihanna pregnant? Which one would you rather do in life? Stillmatic better, man. I, I got to get that back from Rihanna, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get Rihanna a baby and no one can stop me, dog. He, he got the second hottest in the game right now. Yeah. I know some Hope, Hope's one. Hope made Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, Black Album, and he got three kids by Beyonce. Winner. 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 Yeah, ain't nobody topping that. Biggie. I, I, mean, I, I, still, I still will put Biggie two all time. And then right under J and B, you gotta. Would you rather make? Would you rather make all eyes on me or get Rihanna pregnant? You tell me what's gonna leave a greater <laughs> legacy on your life. Just get Rihanna pregnant. Hey, podcast you know? Jada, so he good, man. He. he oh me. God! First off, I'm not. I'm not gonna let you even. I'm not even gonna let you say that on here. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you say that. Hey, hey. Nipsey top three for Lauren London though, so she's not Rihanna. She she's new new from ATL. She's, she's not Rihanna. She's not Rihanna. Yeah, okay. I, I love new new. I love ATL. It's one of my favorite movies. She's not Rihanna. Now, you overrating the hell out of Rihanna right now, okay. dude. Overrated. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, hold on. I gotta get in here. Bad luck, Chuck. Yeah, what are you talking about? Rihanna is fine, I'm but sorry. damn, bro, I can find another chick that's just that, that, that just looks as good 
as her. Where? You know I mean? Where's she at? Show her to me then. Let me know where she at. I can't, I can't show her to you right now. Where's she so at? I'll back up on the street here in Kansas City. Okay. You can find you show me. City, you show so me a girl in the street that look like Rihanna live in Kansas City. I'm going to a courthouse tonight. We're getting married tonight. I'll work out the rest of it, man. I'll work out the rest of it, bro. I'll, we ain't never met each other. I don't know nothing about your family life, but we'll make it work. If you telling me you know some Kansas City women, you know some girls that went to Blue Valley North that look like Rihanna? Okay, sign me up, dog. You know some, you know some good Southeast girls that look like Rihanna? Sign me up, man. Ain't no Rihanna's out there. It is a couple of new news. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, Chuck, there's some people in life that you can be like, they just look better than the rest of us. That's nothing wrong with that. Like, whenever you look at, like, Eva Mendez, you're like, yo, God put a little more work into her than she put the rest of us. Like, I don't know what she did, but I'm telling you, look at J-Lo. J-Lo, 49 years old, bad, fine. You ain't finding no 49-year-old woman look like J-Lo. Nah, bro. I feel about Rihanna. That's how I feel about Rihanna. I'm telling you, man. The dude, the dude that made fucking problems got Rihanna pregnant. Dog, I don't know what to tell you. He's a legend. Y'all sitting here talking to me about rap top five. They catalog. What other album does he have? Don't he only got one album, right? He got Rihanna's baby. Hit single. <laughs> Forget the music. Forget the music. He got Rihanna's. He got, he got <laughs> half on the baby with Rihanna. Feature of Rihanna. Fire album. All the emojis. There uh, are no right. Rihanna's on truths. I got to get out of here. Uh, I want to tell everybody to uh, go watch For Pasadena Pembroke. It's on Tubi. Boogie, I know you ain't watched it. It's free. It's free now. I got Tubi, though. I it's got free Tubi. on Tubi. You don't got to pay. Just go on Tubi. Go in the search bar. Charles has seen it. Charles the only one on here to see it. Charles I'm watching it. it tonight. I'm watching it tonight. Look at it. See? I'm a That's real the perfect ending. <laughs> <laughs> yo. But, but hey, man, yo, shout yo. out to Character, man. I think he just – Character come on our show just so he can say stuff he can't say on 610. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's happy to do that. Oh. Uh, he was tripping about the Rihanna stuff, though, bro. Uh, I'm just oh, bro, Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna is fine as hell, dog. But dude, there are you know you know you know what I mean. Women aren't there in the world, dog. There's like millions of women throughout the world, dog. I'm sure you can find somebody that was just as good <clears> or is finer than Rihanna. That's all I'm saying. But she's not all Rihanna. Saying, That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Take us out, bro. You've been gone for a while. Take us out, bro. <laughs> Go Chiefs. But, but hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait a say. Wait a say. Before we before what? we end the show, man. Before we end the show, real quick, man. As y'all as we look through the schedule, dog, like, do y'all got like any early predictions on what our record's gonna be? Like realistically. You know my yeah. hey, you know my motto, six and two on the road, six and two at home. But right. we played how many games is that? So th- that's th- well that's well that's going on the so, that's going on the old format. So you got thirteen and four. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go twelve and five. Don't hate me. 
That's cool. I'm going to go 12 and 5. We have a really tough schedule, and we got some tough road games, and we got a lot to work out still. I'm going to go 12 and 5. All right, yeah, bud, what you got? I'm, I'm going to go 11 and 6 just for right now, man. I still mm. think we're a playoff team. Mm. I, I just think our division is going to be so tough. I don't think nobody really winning 12, 13 games in the West. It's going to be too tough. So Boogie we'll, picking we'll the see. Boogie picking the Chargers too, based on that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, don't put that nah. jacket on me, man. Nah, but uh, based on how I looked at it, man, um, I'm probably gonna lean towards Kylie's prediction. I'll, I'll say 12 and five, and we'll still win the division because, um, like you said, Boogie, uh, that AFC West did get tougher. You know what I mean? So I think we um. I think we sweep one of the teams, and I think we split with the other two in the division. And we sweep in the Raiders. Yeah, that's the team I'm talking about, the Raiders. <laughs> Raiders ain't got no coming. <laughs> Yo, hey. All um, right, take us out, Bug. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm sorry. Um, we going to try to do this fan appreciation. We're trying to get to 300 subscribers. We're like Don't 22. Don't damn it. Don't I'm not decent. I'm trying to help people out. <laughs> we need people to like and subscribe. When we get to 300 followers, 300 subs, we're going to do a big fan appreciation show. We ain't going to tell y'all no details yet, but get us to 300 and watch out. Go ahead, Boog. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I don't call y'all fans on the uh, show, man, because whoever, whoever rocks with us, uh, y'all like family to us, or at least that's how yeah. I feel. So. That was right, deep bro. shit. That was good. I like that. <laughs> In my heart, I felt that one. <laughs> shit. Take it took me out. back. Don't cheese, man. Get us to 300. Like, subscribe, share. Do all that good stuff. See y'all when we when next show? Sunday. Sunday? Sunday? Yep. yep. See y'all Sunday. And with that being said, rest in peace, Therese Paler. Always. We out of here. Juice forever. Riverside, mother. <laughs> <laughs>